Well, we find ourselves halfway through this year's Week of Prayer for Christian Unity that was started by an Anglican clergyman who eventually became a Catholic. There are roughly 40,000 Christian denominations worldwide. And yes, we all lay claim to follow Jesus and all espouse the phrase from today's psalm. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom should I be afraid? But it does seem as though we can't get along. That's not a new problem, as we see from our first reading. St. Paul pleads with the Christians in Corinth, I urge you all, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say and that there be no divisions among you. Because even in this early church, believers began to sort themselves into clusters following different Christian leaders of their day. That's not ended. And those divisions, even when they are friendly and amicable, persist, leaving no family untouched. In my own case, my mother belongs to one denomination, the denomination in which she and my dad raised all of us. Each of my sisters to a different denomination, and I, of course, to our Catholic faith community here. I do have to chuckle. At Christmas, we were all gathered together for our usual Christmas Eve meal for the first time in three years. And I began to lead off with the prayer before we ate. I launched into, bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts which we are about to, and then are remembered. And restarted with the grace that we had learned as children 60 years ago, and continue to say as a family every time we meet. One sister, who will remain nameless, her name is Karen, giggled and said, almost the wrong denomination. Yes, St. Paul pleads for unity, but how do we return to that desired goal? Return, I say, because divisions among the faithful weren't always there if we go back into history far enough. Our gospel recalls the start of the kingdom. John the Baptist and uh, start of the kingdom of Jesus takes the baton from John the Baptist when John is imprisoned by Herod and starts his own ministry with calling his disciples. Today we heard Jesus summoning the first four. Simon, later called Peter, and his brother Andrew, they abruptly abandoned their fish, fishing business. Why did they? And why did James and John sever all family ties and, and leap into their what would become their new life's vocation? That's some question that's worth some thinking about for all of us, because that's a question we face. How ought we to follow Jesus? A spiritual direction student said to me this week that he didn't think he could leave his wife and special needs child to 
fend for themselves if Jesus called him to drop everything and said, follow me. Those four disciples were confronted with that choice when they heard Jesus' request. My student was confronted by that choice through reading and meditating on the gospel throughout the week. I too pondered this gospel throughout this week, as some of you also did, because you follow the readings in your Magnificat or um, Word Among Us or Give Us This Day or even reading of them in your own Bibles using last week's bulletin as a reference to find the readings for this week. That's how we converse with God. We, he we pray to him in speaking. We hear his voice in the word of God, Bible. Today, as Father Tim mentioned, is the Sunday of the word of God. Pope Francis wrote a motu proprio, is called, which is Latin for on his, on his own initiative. And he entitled it Aperuit Ilis, which is the Latin for the first few words of this letter that, that are, he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And that, of course, comes from the episode of Jesus teaching the two travelers on the road to Emmaus after the resurrection. The Holy Father sent out this letter in September of 2019 to rekindle in all of us a desire, no, a love for the Bible and a willingness to study it. He wrote, and I'm quoting, Regular reading of sacred scripture and the celebration of the Eucharist make it possible for us to see ourselves as part of one another. As Christians, we are a single people making our pilgrim way through history sustained by the Lord, present in our midst, who speaks to us and nourishes us. Francis went on to say, a day devoted to the Bible should not be seen as a yearly event, but rather a year-long event. For we urgently need to grow in our knowledge and love of the scriptures and of the risen Lord, who continues to speak his word and to break bread in the community of believers. For this reason, we need to develop a closer relationship with sacred scripture. Otherwise, our hearts will remain cold and our eyes shut, struck as we are by so many forms of blindness. Pope Francis continued, the Bible is not a collection of history books or a chronicle but is aimed entirely at the integral salvation of the person. The evident historical setting of the Bible is essential to the very nature of the Bible, which takes its shape as history of salvation in which God speaks and acts in order to encounter all men and women and to save us all 
from evil and death. So what's our response to this call this morning from Jesus through the Holy Father, a man who loves and helps us to follow Jesus our Lord? I invite all of us to commit to daily scripture reading. There are many Catholic study Bibles around. One that I'm fond of is the St. Joseph edition of the New American Bible. The New American Bible is the translation we hear at Mass. Because this St. Joseph edition also contains supplementary materials that help us all to understand more clearly what we read. There are some Bible study and faith formation groups in our parish, and there's room for more. Join one, or gather with your friends and start one. We can also each study the readings for the upcoming Sunday and arrive here at church as prepared as the homilist to fully engage with what we hear during the liturgy of the word. Solid biblical knowledge will empower us not only to defend the faith, but to live it. All these efforts will bring to life in our faith community what we heard Isaiah tell us this morning in the first reading. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who have dwelt in gloom, a light has shone.